Yesterday we thought about the vital importance of listening. If we have ears, then let us hear God's word, because the way we listen to God has vital significance. Jesus memorably illustrates this with his parable of the four soils. Now let me read from Mark chapter 4 and verse 1. Again Jesus began to teach by the lake. The crowd that gathered around him was so large that he got into a boat and sat in it out on the lake while all the people were along the shore at the water's edge. He taught them many things by parables and in his teaching he said, Listen, a farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seeds, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky soil, where it, uh, on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants, so that they did not bear grain. Still other seed fell on good soil. It came up, grew, and produced a crop, multiplying 30, 60, or even a hundred times what was sown. Four kinds of soil, four responses to the seed. In the same way, four kinds of people, four responses to the Word of God. Firstly, there is proclamation that is like seed falling by the wayside. That's the older translation of verse 4. The path is the wayside. So the seed has fallen by the wayside. It is like the farmer sowing on hard, unyielding ground, and it just sits on top, and the birds come and eat it up. In the same way, says Jesus, Satan comes and snatches away the word. That's his interpretation in verse 15. So if you are a hard-hearted listener, the gospel does not forever remain as an option for you. If you don't receive it, it will be snatched away. And the devil is waiting to do that. The devil is like a bird with seed, pecking at whatever he can. Now think now where you reckon Satan might concentrate his attention. If he's going to strategically use his resources, does he spend his time mainly at heavy metal concerts and voodoo ceremonies? Uh, Actually, he mainly spends his time at churches. He flocks to the place where the word is broadcast, where Jesus is proclaimed. Ever since Genesis 3, when he asked the couple, did God really say Satan has been devouring the word by bringing doubt and distortion? If we are hard to the gospel, it's Satan that snatches it away. Second kind of soil is the rocky place. Uh, What's that about? Well, uh, verse 17, as Jesus explains it, is uh, trouble and persecution rises up like the scorching sun on rootless saplings. Of course, the sun always rises on everyone. uh, And there's a kind of, but, but there is a kind of new enthusiast that has no root. And so that their faith, when that happens, withers to nothing. So note this, instant joy to the gospel is no guarantee of a conversion to Christ. Note as well that the sun always rises. Persecution will always come. It shines on us all. And it's a test of faith to us all. The third kind of soil type is the thorny soil. And what are these thorns that grow up and strangle a person? Are they gross immoralities according to Jesus? No, verse 19 says they are the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth, and the desires for other things. Very ordinary things, aren't they? Wealth, worry, and wanting are spiritual killers. These insidious powers are enough to squeeze the life out of a hearer. The fourth soil, though, is the good reception of the word. 
According to Jesus' explanation in verse 20, there are some who hear the word, accept it, welcome it, receive it, and they produce a crop, some 30, some 60, some 100 times what was sown. This is incredible fruitfulness, a potential yield of 10,000%. How can you exhibit such incredible abundance of life? Can people really change? Can people really flourish in life? Yeah, it's, it's actually very straightforward. Hear the word, accept it, receive it, welcome it. And you will have an abundantly fruitful Christian walk. Make room for the word to do what the word does and it will create life. John 15 verse 7, Jesus says, Abide in me and have my word abide in you. Have the word of Jesus make its home in you. Colossians 3 speaks about the word of Christ dwelling in us richly. Do you believe that simply making room for God's word could have this effect in your life? From an earthly perspective, it seems unlikely, doesn't it? You know, you look at your Bible, you think about a church sermon, and, it, and it think, you think, well, it's fine, I guess it's important, I'll do it. But it probably doesn't strike you as massively powerful, as having the ability to bring 10,000% growth to your spiritual life. You don't tend to think of the Word of God like that, but think of it like seed. When you look at a seed, it looks pretty weak too, doesn't it? It looks really insignificant, but my goodness, can it grow. Within a single apple seed, there is the power to feed the world. Have you ever thought of that? A single seed can produce a tree, which will produce hundreds of apples, which will produce thousands of seeds, which will produce thousands of trees, which will produce millions of apples, and pretty soon you can turn the whole world into an orchard. That's all there in a single seed. Doesn't look like much, does it? But in that seed, there is the potential to feed the, word, the, the world. And in this word, there is the potential to utterly transform your life. Do you want to see supernatural transformation in your life? Well, don't let God's word fall by the wayside. Receive it. Accept it. Welcome it. Make room for it in your life. In time, in time, seeds always take time, but in time, it will produce a bumper crop 30, 60, 100 times what was sown. Mm -hmm.